back everyone at long last to our uh, severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. Welcome back to uh, the long-awaited episode 5 of the Sound Audits. How are we doing Tyler? Great. Yeah it's gonna take a minute for us to get back into the swing of things because we had a lot of stuff pop up within the last like two months. We were going really strong for the first four episodes. We had like a good schedule and then just nope. Yep. We dropped off the map for like a month. But we're back! And hopefully we're back for a while here because we're excited to get back into it, right? Absolutely. I'm excited. I'm not excited to talk about this album, though. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're talking about today, it's a, this is a, like a really, really new album. And this is from an artist that we've been following for quite a while, actually, or previously did follow. We saw him in concert as well. He was all right. Um, what we're talking about today is the new John Bellion album, Glory Sound Prep. So if you don't know who John Bellion is, why don't you know who John Bellion is? I actually haven't met anybody who doesn't know. Like, let's be real here. He toured with 21 Pilots and he had the big, big ass single that he had in like 2015, 2016, all time low. It was all over the place and hit triple platinum, I think, at one point, which is insane. That's ridiculous. How do you not know about John Bellion? If you haven't, maybe you just heard the song, All Time Low. Go look up all time while you'll probably recognize the team. It's redundant, but it's alright. Um, so John Bellion is a New York-born, uh, what should we call him? Contemporary R&B, hip-hop, pop, indie pop kind of guy. Did you put him in any other genres? I mean, I'd say mainly hip-hop and pop. Yeah. I mean, I'd throw some contemporary R&B in there. It's not like classic R&B, but... Also, we're doing a new format. Um, we're not gonna be doing the song-by-song, track-by-track listing that we did, because we kind of realized that that was really, really inefficient. And we're gonna be doing, um... <clears throat> basically, we're gonna be doing this intro, we're gonna be doing what we liked about the album first, 
and then what we didn't like about the album, and then our overall, kind of, right? Correct. Okay. So, back to who John Bellion is. He's a New York-born. We already went over that, but he, he's, um, in his music career, he's done a lot. He has a lot of music out that's not officially on an album. Uh, he released, like, three different mixtapes mix within the span of three years, I believe. Um, <clears throat> so he writes a lot of music. Um, there's trouble with quality sometimes, but every once in a while he puts out something that's good. Uh, and then he came back in 2016 with the album The Human Condition, which was huge. That went, I know when we saw him, it was gold. Uh, I don't know, it's, I don't know if it's gone platinum at this point, but would you? The album was successful enough that he headlined three world tours. Yeah. So it was a big success. Yeah. Yeah. And this album... Although I don't think rating-wise it's very popular, and I don't think that it's as popular with his fans, he's doing another world tour and at much bigger venues, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, you said it was like almost arena-sized venues. They're the biggest rooms that you could um, be in without it being an arena. Okay. So they're far bigger than clubs. They're not yeah. clubs at this point. Like yeah. when we saw him at Echo Stage in D.C., that was a that club. That was like 2,000 people, right? Uh, probably a little more than that, but okay. these, these venues, like the one is at MGM National Harbor, uh-huh. that's going to be between like six and 8,000 people. Yeah. That's big, you that's, know? Yeah, that's a lot of people. <clears throat> Tyler here is much more savvy when it comes to concerts and stuff. He's seen so many more concerts than I have. Yeah. So, so he knows a lot more. Getting there. But, um, so this new album over here that John has. It's his latest release since The Human Condition. It's been around two and a half years, I think, since he released the last one. It's highly anticipated. This is, like, this has been a long time coming for Bellion fans, I know. Um, And they were just waiting for their lanes to be full, and lo and behold, he drops this. Now, this is not as much content as was on the last record. Last record he did was 14 songs. This one is 10. There is a severe shift. It's only here. 35 minutes. Yeah, it's minutes. pretty short. It's, it's not. It's really short. It's it ah uh, it kind of. I don't like albums that are so short that you can listen to it in like a half hour and then it's over. Like it's just it depends on the album. It's not. But that's to me that doesn't feel like a real collection of songs yes okay that well, feels, feels yeah, real short yeah. like an ep is like when you give your fans a taste of something that you're working on and this is close it's too much for an ep but it's too little for an album so yeah i don't know no i get what you're saying i mean it depends on the artist too some artists are really really good at being efficient in their work and they're able to put like really good content and pack like a, a concept album into 30 minutes but that's, that's not what that's, happens here yeah that's not what not this even is, close um, so, and I believe that this album is supposed to tell a story. Yeah, which it I, doesn't. Yeah, I get the I get the feeling that this is supposed to be some fucking he's the headmaster of Hogwarts kind of thing. Like Glory Sound Prep is the school of music. That's sort of what I got from it. And it's like uh-huh. he mentions it like three times how he takes people to school, and that's just about it. So like, I believe it, that the the principle of this album is that. John is the he's the head he's, he's Dumbledore he's Dumbledore yeah <laughs> he's Dumbledore <laughs> and uh, he he's bringing a whole bunch of smaller artists on yeah. and and uh, and encouraging them and teaching them yeah 
but and there are good things about this album, but they're outweighed by the trash. Yeah. And we'll it's, it's a bummer because he has so much talent. He has one of he is one of vocally, he is one of the best pop artists that there is. Like his voice is so good. His voice is ridiculous, and that is one of the things that remains steady across this album. His voice is really, really good, and it's solid, and he gives solid performances. I think there are only a couple of, I mean, kind of eh performances compared to some of the other ones vocally. There are some of, I forget which songs, but I there are some of them that don't come across with as much feeling and as much emphasis and as much pizzazz as his voice usually gives off, but... I think that the biggest problem with John Bellion is in his songwriting process. When he writes a song, he figures it out along the way, and then he, he thinks it and says, oh, this sounds good, put this in, oh, this might sound good, he puts it in. And because of that, there isn't a true form to his songs. He's it's extremely inconsistent, and yeah, that's one of his biggest problems. The problem is that they're all incomplete ideas that are put into these songs. And I think that's a really common theme within his music and this I actually especially. I thought that well I think his mixtapes are kind of the same yeah, thing it's I a mean, whole bunch of ideas it's not a bunch of complete songs and I think that's what set the human condition apart is that it had elements of that but he had many songs that were totally different from each other and he had he had smash hits like um, All Time Low which is just a huge huge win you know for him and I think the um, other song. one, the, the, I think Guillotine had some success as well. That's my favorite yeah, song. Yeah, and Guillotine is totally, totally different. It's funky and it has a different beat and it's just, it's totally different. And then he has songs that are choppy like like the song Overwhelming, which is just different. But they're all complete. I feel like they're all complete songs yeah. and I did not get the sense of that with actually really any of the songs here. My favorite song on the album, I believe, was Let's Begin. And that song starts off terribly yeah absolutely atrocious yeah. and it's like dude you cannot write this and think that this sounds good and put it out for the world it sounds horrible i don't know what what he's thinking but the rest of the song i think is really really good until the very end because i would have ended it differently but it's yeah. just like it's like bud you need to like <laughs> like there's some write coherency it. issues here he needs to write it and sit on it and think about it and yeah. not just write 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 and put it out and that's that but more about that and what we don't like. First off, let's transition into what we do like about this album. And hopefully this new format uh, constitutes some shorter podcasts because the fucking length of our podcast was ridiculous and you don't need to listen to a fucking hour podcast and listen to our shitty opinions. Anyway, on to phase two. disco we really rich like 70s live drum oh okay. yeah 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 cuz you're in between I want to be in between the pockets to get it really moving before he lays the bass in right Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The first song we're going to talk up, about. The first song we're going to talk about a little bit is the song JT. Okay. I mean, we can sort of jump back and forth. I kind of want to say like what overall I really liked about the album. I've already gone over the voice. We got like, we got to do that at the end. Okay. That's fair. Our overall. Okay. Okay. Well, you start us off on the song JT. Okay. I think that JT is a pretty good song i think it probably resonates well with a lot of fans because it's it's the uh it's the john bellion that people want to hear i think that the the song falls short at a few spots and especially especially the the part in the chorus when he goes and i don't meet john travolta i think that's just corny and just yeah like i feel like it's lazy songwriting like Oh, that'll fit there. So we'll just throw that in. Oh, yeah, boom! The song will be called JT. You yeah. know, it's just it's kind of it's kind of lame. He, it's not the chorus exciting. is. Let's see. Um, my beats make fees for holidays in Greece, and I don't mean John Travolta. Like he's, oh my god. He's just finding words that fit. Yeah, that just like, yeah could be it. It is what it is. But honestly, it's a really as as Ian has told me many times. It's a very bouncy song. It's it. really clicky. It's got a really wooden beat, and it's like it's super bouncy. It's super upbeat, and it's. I really like the lyrics in the, in the verses and the content of the song. How he's sort of giving it all up to God, and that's like he's sort of his success is bigger than him, and how um, he owes it all to a higher power. And I thought that was cool. I thought that was super humble and kind of a good thing to base your song around but again we see uh pop-ups of the whole inconsistency thing this ends up being like one of the best songs on the album and this isn't what i'd call a great song yeah and that's pretty sad yeah you know um it's i think one of the I, the production on this song is super great and 
I think one of the things that shows up a lot on this album that I really, really like is the euphoria uh, that he sort of has. Um, a lot of the songs on this album sound like they're coming, like the sounds that come through on some of the songs sound heavenly. You know, they sound euphoric. It, if euphoria had a sound, this would be the sound, you know? Here's the thing, is that if you could visually look at euphoria look at the album cover yeah the yeah. album cover is super good actually yeah it no it's awesome and i think it's like that with all of his things it's th this is like a very i'd say this is like a very sonicy sounding like like i don't want to say angelic but it has like a lot of those harmonies and melodies and it's, yeah it, it sounds super nice and he gives off that feeling when you look at the album cover and you yeah. can almost picture what this what the song is going to end up sounding yeah. like it's really it, it, it I give him props for that. Yeah. That's really cool. And I know that he designs all of his album covers. I know he doesn't... I know he, he there's an artist that does it for him, but he's right there, like, what he wants it yeah. to be, yeah. which is really, really cool because I, I know he, a lot of artists hand it off to someone and they're yeah. like, make something cool, you know? Yeah. So I know you kind of gave... Or you shot out the idea to me the other day how he'd be a really, really good um, film scorer absolutely um, he would be incredible at that yeah he, i think he, he, that's what he should be doing honestly he's he, i get the cinematic feel from all of his pieces like that's he he feels ex, he feels extremely cinematic i'm sorry i have a horrible word choice i need to widen my vocabulary it's all but good. he is very cinematic it's it's kind of cool um, how he gives off that sound consistently, like all the time, no no matter what his. I guess more recently now than he has been. But you do yeah. every detail. Like I've been looking at just some of your graphic design. Yeah, You're an yeah, illustrator yeah. as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. What's going on with Pixar? Because I see all the guys in your band have these Pixar hoodies. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's wearing Pixar merch. No, they just got back from there, yeah. right? Yeah, we got invited to the campus. I used I used my debut album through Capital as a business plan to get to Pixar because it's my dream to score for their movies. Uh -huh. So I had an illustrator from Indonesia. I did like a seven-month campaign with him to do a Pixar-esque movie poster for every song on the album. So when you buy the album in stores, if you open up the the flip-through book, like yeah. when people actually made CDs and actually like cared about them, like there's a <laughs> picture for every single song. So I huh. figure if an employee sees it or their kid listens to my record or the record works on a massive scale like on radio, like All Time Low is working right now, that's proof in a business plan to let them know that I'm successful on a massive scale. You should let me score for one of your movies like Phil Collins did for Tarzan. So if John Lasseter or somebody hears an interview like this right now and understands what I'm saying, it'll give me an opportunity to work for them. Wow. Yeah. That's that's some thought. That, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean you thought I mean you thought it out. That, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah most man. kids are just writing the songs in their dorm rooms. You actually had a business plan yeah. for your songs and everything. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> And you really do, uh, you, you put on Pixar movies as your writing songs? Yep. On, on, on silent, yeah. Which movie gave you the best uh, song? Incredibles. The Incredibles yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. The superheroes. Mm -hmm. that's, my favorite, that's my favorite Pixar movie. Gosh, ever. that's the one I haven't seen, too. Mm. I don't know why I haven't seen so it. Good. I've got a kid. Yeah, check it out. I so know. What, what songs came out of that movie? Um, I think the, my entire album came from, like, every different Pixar movie playing in the studio. It's, it's, their product to me is, like, like, Apple iPhones and Pixar movies are, like, the pinnacle of, like, art meeting commerce. So every time I make a song, I want it to be that accessible. I want a four-year-old and a 40-year-old to yeah. understand what awesome. I'm doing and how I'm doing it. And you're talking about the books, too, because that's what I miss the most <laughs> about buying an album. 
You know when you used to buy it and you'd open it up and all the lyrics are in there and that's yeah. how you got to learn the songs? Mm -hmm. Now you don't have that. Please explain yeah. to the kids what an album is, JC. <laughs> an album is a collection of songs that you used to buy all at once and you didn't get to cherry pick on yeah, iTunes. Exactly. exactly. It's waxy material. Yeah. They played on these things called record right. players. <laughs> and a lot More of, on that tomorrow. <laughs> and a, a lot of the times they blended in together and the whole album was a big story that right. you followed all along and then it came to a c conclusion. Yeah. And now it's just wow. not that. <laughs> Okay. I mean, okay, we're holding the album covers here. That one's awesome. Yeah, the human... Okay, so the cover of The Human Condition is really fucking cool. Like, that, it just looks amazing. And I mean, does this one open up, maybe? No, it just has no, the back. Yeah. The back is really cool, too. I think it's all really cool. Anyway. Um, was what was this mixtape? The was, Definition. Yeah. That album cover's not too exciting. I really like the separation. Yeah, the separation. Cool album cover. It's, it's got angry sheep on the back. And this one's just kind of boring. Yeah. Actually, I have a friend who's huge, huge fan of John Bellion, and his favorite John Bellion album to this day is Translations Through Speakers. And I cannot believe it because I can't stand the album. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the funniest thing. Um, all right. We um, used to be we used to be really big John Bellion fans, and then we grew out of it. We kind of went back to it after a while, and we were like, "Eh." I think that what happened is that John Bellion writes really immature music, yeah. and at the time, it's like, you know, he puts a lot of disses and stuff into his lyrics and that type of stuff, and it was like, oh, you know, so fucking cool. Oh, he's so it. cool. To we say go that. back to it. It's like it's like now it's corny and well, it's childish. Yeah, we've. I've widened my music taste a lot more since then. I cycle through so much music that is ridiculous. And I go back to it. And I've seen so many artists do what he's doing, but so much better. Right? I I think one of his big things is he can't decide whether he wants to be an R&B artist, a pop artist, or a hip-hop artist. He cannot decide for the life of him. Which sucks, because if he landed on one thing, he'd be really, really good. Moving on, though. Um, <laughs> let's begin as the next track that I really liked. And again, the fucking beginning. Let me pull up the opening lyric. Uh, the beginning is trash. Like the the guy who. Um, give me a second. You're gonna hear the clip of the song, but that's okay. Uh, pause it. Okay. Oh shit. Uh, the beginning of the song. The guy. He just comes off goofy. I don't like it. Uh, nothing against him, but. He's, the opening line is, you already know how we came up. I'm saying it was a real pain in the butt. If there's paper to touch, you may just cut it, scraping it up. God damn! <laughs> ah! You already know how we came up. I'm saying it was a real pain in the butt. If it's paper to touch, you may just cut your scraping it up. Get your trachea cut and then escape in the truck. Smudge a lady makeup, bang the tray, and he wake the baby up. I just came for the weight like a gymnasium. I'm finna spray everything in my radius. Lately, my skin been looking radiant. The Mercedes is 80 cent. I had three sixes in my fade like Damien. I died before you can't, me. You can't come up with anything better than that? Are you joking? Are you joking? John Bellion comes in with some decent bars here and there. He's, um, I think he's got a good flow on this song. He brings back the, um, one of his tracks was called New York Soul Part 2 on The Human Condition. It brings back a New York Soul Part 2 vibe very much, but much better production because the extent of New York Soul was bass line, drums, and his voice. Now, that's punchy as hell, but this he brings in some solid, like, solid 
upbeat, uh, a, some really, really nice guitar. Like, really, really classy. I really like the guitar. Um, I think we should put in here comparing the difference between New York Soul Part 2 and Let's Begin. Put that in there. Okay. I think that would be really cool to yeah. hear side by side. New Yorker in California, packed Brooklyn up in his bag. I'm in Malibu with the Bronx, isn't Kevin Love with your man? Kyrie needed the king, I'm just making you understand what I rustle up in the West, cause my reach is Kevin Durant. Records of every pop with a pocket deeper than sand, a juxtaposition, Sam Cook, Billy Joe, Steely Dan. Changing the fucking spectrum, I need you to understand. Like I took the fall for some drugs, I've been nominated for Grams. Scrammies. Guinea Genius got blueprints up in my hands, so the minute you hear my single, just know that it's in my plan. Advantage of demographics, I'm Jigga, Bruno, and Sam Smith The moving business, I'm Taylor Swift in a van This game, boy, is very, very advanced I'm very, very New York, be very, very aware How very, very thin air, bro, I can get on a snare Letting go with your throat, I can sing the hook if you scared Lay me down in Brooklyn if I lose my Was never focused on getting bigger, just getting better That's why I keep getting bigger after every record Said I got lucky the last record that y'all was blessed with Watch me give you sequels, I'm Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon I let the talent speak volumes, that's why there's different levels I stopped the flexion on socials, corny shit to impress you You get too famous then everything in your life is stressful There's a big difference between being known and being successful Great grandfather and immigrant from the Naples district Dirty guinea crew in the cup, caught at the true incision My wife thicker than liquor, soaked in Italian biscuits Cooking minestrone every Sunday they call that a superstition I left LA just to cook in Brooklyn The winter's reaper I sleep in Tim's in a Yankee fitted That's just Felicia I'm really better than everybody Pretends to be so as the label Now why the fuck would I want an urban feature? I love the song and we really wanna know how you made it Or I could keep all you wondering how we've been creating It's annoying when cameras catching your every statement And I've had enough of these corny artists that replicate it Champagne supernovas destroy the morning glory I'd rather build an oasis sober and thrive at 40 Don't get me wrong, I've been celebrating the life before me but I see the wisdom in moderation for certain stories When you're afraid to hurt feelings, you order down to work I'm done pretending your record's great and I'm down to work Plus I'll be actress and mixed with sociopaths And when I'm worried about being famous for being down to earth I spoke with Yahweh, he told me Jesus crafted us in Which means my brother's my brother here no matter the skin America needs to watch how they treat a chosen people But that's for deeper than surface records, now let's begin Okay. One and then the other. Yeah, that would be cool. For those of you who aren't familiar with John Bellion. Yeah, he's... If you haven't listened to New York Soul, definitely do. That is a incredible song. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's really, good. really good. Um, the lyrics and then, hit Okay, hard. so we got we get this first verse from Bellion, right? Um, and it's going all right. I mean, it's pretty fucking smooth, right? Um, and where is it? Here we go. Okay. Yeah. At the end of his verse, which is like, it's really long, actually. He writes some shit. I don't think any of this is, any of his lines are particularly good, but his flow's alright. And then, at the end of his verse, 
he comes in with these fucking soul-crushing synths and this big-ass gargantuan bass line and all these acapella voices, they're just thrown in your face. And it sounds really fucking amazing. It sounds really good. I want. I almost want to play this just the switch because it's like it's such a contrast from the verse that it's like, where the hell did this come from, you know? And that's like some pretty good songwriting, you know. You don't see it coming for the life of you, and then it just hits you, this wall of amazing. And this is like the songwriting that I want to see. And then uh, after that's done, he brings on his friend Black Key or B Keys, I guess is what he's called now. I don't even know what he changed it. Yeah, he changed it. Why? I have no fucking clue. Is he not black anymore? No, he's not. Oh my. Shut up! That's not funny! He comes in, and um, I think there was like one one line that I really. I, this is a key. He drops some clever bars. Um, the one line that I really, really like was um, I've been waiting so long that you asked for this. You try to give me your table scraps, I give you my ass to kiss. I won't even wait for the dab, you'll fade, get faded right after this. A masochist who's ra- ready to face the masses like Catholics. I like that line. Masochist who's ready to face the masses like Catholics. That's fucking clever shit. Being a Catholic myself, I thought it was funny. Right. I, I just like that one bar. And then it proceeds to go on, um, and it hits the switch again. And this is where it goes downhill, sort of. Again, I don't even know what to think about this ending. It's so all over the place. It's, it's like indecisive. Yeah. It, he has some good ideas here and there, but the song ends indecisive like the rest of his material is. So Then there's the song Stupid Deep, which the beginning of is horrible. The beginning hey, hey, is... hey. We'll trash it in the next segment. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, no. Here's the thing. I liked the end of it. I liked the second half yeah, of the song. I don't. It's... Okay, it's so it's corny. very euphoric. It's so corny. It is. It's I agree. so corny. I agree. The songwriting itself is bad. Yeah, but I know it's. I, I know it has nice sounds, but yes, it's the end sounds really good. That's what I like about okay. it. It has that euphoric I feel. I agree with you there. It has that euphoric feel that the, a lot of the other material on this album does, and I really like that. It's super pretty. It's super pretty. I love it. Okay. Um, what else on the album did you like? Because aside from what aside we've from, already gone over and the general themes throughout, there weren't any other songs that stood out to me as having I strong thought, I thought elements. parts of the ninth song were skipping here from the fourth song to the ninth song, Cautionary Tales. I thought some of that was clever. I liked the guitar on that. Uh, that song's indecisive as well, though. And I liked the themes on the last song because the last song, he talks about his grandmother losing her mind and him sort of taking care of her. I really like the lyrics. The re- lyrics are very, very heartfelt. Everything else about that song doesn't stand out to me at all, though. Because he's... Hold on. There's one... One... It's... Well, hold on. I have it here. Uh, he talks about uh, how... I get. I guess it's his grandmother passing. I'm guessing it's not his mom because he kind of alludes to it being his grandmother. How his mom was a mother to his grandmother, I guess. I don't know. But um, he kind of also puts in his own struggle with life and mortality and being alive on this earth because a lot of times we feel like it's just fucking pointless because we're here, we go, that's it. But then he kind of goes on to say how... We should enjoy our time here because we have these people around us and the memories that we make. The one line that he says is uh, he's talking to his father, I guess, and his dad says to him that the memories that we have will be even better when 
we're dead and we're up there sitting with the big man himself. So That's I thought cool. that was a really nice. I thought that was a really nice sentiment uh, to end the album off on. But the songwriting on that song also is not very good. But we'll get to that too uh, in the next segment where we trash this thing to bits. This entire session was a church service <laughs> therapy session. <laughs> it was just all this expectation piled on me from the last album. Should I stop it? No. Really, the song will be at 70, which I'm cool. No, I mean, no but I hear the backbeat as being... You can't particularly tell, but I'm fighting tears. They're actually they're actually streaming down my face here. I'm trying to trying to hold it in front of these guys. Originally, the song was going to be called "The Realization," and then it just turned to "Stupid Deep" from the way the, the lyrics wrapped up. But the specialness of what poured out of me and it did not come from me. It 1,000% did not come from me. Yeah, and then. successful artist is because the hole in my heart is the deepest and I need the most attention and I need the most affirmation from the world and it's like man this is kind of contradictory to what the world is talking about right now but it's my responsibility again I felt someone needs to be healed by this I kind of like that piano thing if we get it EQ'd right as a ding ding like as almost like a click you know yeah. what I mean like that's like our pulse yeah and John Arbuckle, we've been calling him every name under the sun this entire album process, and he's just like, it's cool, bro. The buckle. Hey, buckle? Buckle. The bappy. Buckle me, buckle me, bu buckle me blue. What up? Just the best thing ever. Best day ever. Look at all these tracks. We had to watch Vines to get us into a better mood, because this is about to get rough. Disgusting. It's, it's... Hey. Ah, uh, you start us off. Go ahead. We can start start with the first thing. I don't care. I don't give a fucking shit. 
I don't even want to talk about it. It's atrocious. <laughs> I, it's, ugh. So this album is really inconsistent, as we've said, and it's very evident in the very first song. It's called uh, Conversations with My Wife. He doesn't have a wife. <laughs> and he talks about having a wife a lot. On the, it's like something that he really, really wants, which I don't blame him for. I guess I don't know. But he talks about having a wife. Jesus Christ. Sorry. He talks about having a wife a lot, even though he doesn't have one, which doesn't make sense a whole lot. <laughs> That's just my own thing, though. Also, remember the whole thing about. Well, you know what? Look at that new fucking mind. You're talking about conversation. What were you gonna say? No, I, that, that'll come later. That's later in the okay. show, listening. Um. I remember when Conversations with My Wife, like the little promo was released on Instagram. Yeah. And usually when they release, when a when a band or artist release their, their promo for the next work of, you know, you listen to it, you're like, oh, oh I'm so excited. Yeah. And I listened to it, and I was like, God, no. <laughs> oh, my, no. And that's how I feel. I didn't know how to, to most of the album. Oh, I heard it, and I was like, God. This is so bad. <laughs> this sucks ass. Well, what sucks about it, Tyler? Um, I don't know. Do you have ears? <laughs> it's, 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 it's. Can you be vocal about your dislike instead of saying, Thing bad, Mom? I don't like it. Mom, get it away from me. Conversations with my wife is a really yeah bad song. It's uh, it's got the nice euphoria again to start off with, which is fine, I guess. It it sounds nice, and then we get to the chorus. The chorus is just boring and bland and overproduced and fucking. It's just sanitized as fuck. It's really bad. It's stripped of everything good. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking kids chorus, the uh alright. <laughs> like that's an accurate representation <laughs> of what it is to run over that group of individuals <laughs> with a large vehicle. <laughs> it was that bad. Like you didn't go over this chorus and be like, hey kids, uh can you stop sounding like fucking Gollum? <laughs> it's like <laughs> what oh the God. fuck? That's that's just getting us started. And we talked about the whole chorus thing in JT being corny as hell. And then let's begin. Let's begin is basically fine, except for the verse. Verse. Stupid deep. Stupid deep is corny as fuck too. He can't get it out of his head about like really corny love shit, right? And the thing about it is, the thing about this album as well is that he comes across as thinking that he's being deeper than he really is. I don't like that. I'm sorry, John. Like, I love you as a person. You seem like a really great guy, and I'd love to meet you. You're really handsome, and I wish I looked like you. But, <laughs> but, you're writing some shitty music right now, dude. Like, uh, anyway, the lyrics feel like they're meant to be much deeper than they really are on Stupid Deep. Go fucking figure. It's called Stupid Deep. Um, and again, like the end is really pretty. I kind of like it, but a lot of it just seems out of place. He has this like transition thing between verse and chorus. It's like a pre-chorus thing with a synth lead that sounds really, really out of place. 
It's like, it just sticks out like a sore thumb, I guess you could say. The internet! The God. internet. Why would he put that on the album? The internet was a bad idea. It was really bad. It was a bad idea. The only thing that I kind of like was the clicky beat that he has. And even that is not good enough to save the song. The song is just horrendous. There's this bass, this bass synth thing that sounds like it's like... See, I, I don't even know what it's supposed to sound the like. The way that I feel with a lot of John Bellion music's music is that he's got a lot of a lot of crappy lyrics, but he pulls it together because the instrumental is usually really good and it it this is This is not the case. It, it's bouncy. And the case on this album is that both are trash. Yeah. So the internet is a prime example of that. And he seems to I'm sorry, he seems to have a fucking hard on for brass right now. Like and really, really bad excuses for a brass section too. Like, he just uses it in not so good of a way. I'm not going to say the worst way possible because it doesn't, doesn't sound that bad. But it sounds bad. What? Stop hitting stuff. I'm sorry. I, I'm... Ah! Okay, I'm good. You anyway. know what's sad is that he has access to all of the instruments and, and artists that he he likes, and he still chooses to use the computer yeah. for 90% of yeah. his stuff. And another thing that I f- fucking hate, hated about this song was the... Uh, the the bridge in the song the um after the second chorus is where he's like no real estate in the real world and he just repeats that over and over and it's so boring it's so one note and overblown and jesus christ can it go away please anyway on to blue uh uh first part of the song's okay i guess i mean it sounds alright, and then there's this really, really unneeded switch where he switches the BPM. Like, both time BPM is, like, when you slow down, like, the tempo. I don't know why he thought he needed to do that. It's just... He's probably trying to be clever. Yeah, it's not, really. It comes across sounding pretty awful. Hey, yeah. what did you think about the outro? Like the, like the, take me home. That. the end of the end of the album. Because on The Human Condition... What was Can the we last get song there when we get there? Hold on. I. Uh, Go ahead. The outro? I mean. I like where he was going with it. Again, it feels so super cinematic, which I like, but it's just so all over the place. And he can't decide whether he wants live instrumentation or some electronic music or live instrumentation or a big fancy analog bass or live instrumentation or nasally fucking vocals. Or live instrumentation. I just like to point out that on the back of his albums, it says, "It says written by Jonathan Bellion, produced by Jonathan Bellion," and it's like just a list of all of these things that are usually due to other people. And like, I think five out of six of them are all him. And it's like, you couldn't have just like <laughs> wrote all the things with one name, but you wrote your name ten times. And then this is super. I think that this is just egotistic, and I hate it. Yeah. It says, also, additional magic by my beautiful mind. And I'm just like, nice, bro. You should eat a cactus. <laughs> like, it's just like, ah, oh, why'd you okay, have to say well, that? Okay, well, we can move on from Blue because there's nothing really super interesting about Blue because this next song, Adult Swim, is the one I take issue with the most. And it sucks because it's one of the better sounding songs on the album. His flow is all right. 
Okay? I'll give it to... I think one of my pet peeves about this song, actually, it's called Adult Swim. Uh, detailing that it's probably supposed to be about TV, but he starts it off with a radio sound. That fucking irked me. I don't know why, but it did. It was not a TV. It was not channel switching. It was him scrolling through channels on the knob on the radio. I swear to God. Unless it was like an old school <laughs> TV, then I don't fucking know. But... One of the things that I didn't like, going off on that egotistic vibe, he talks about being humble on this album and how he owes it all to a higher power and stuff like that, which is cool until he adds this line in Let's Be Ain't Be, er, in Adult Swim that says, Me being hum humble is just a corny way to be arrogant. Excuse me? Excuse me? Are you joking? You've been humble bragging this entire album, then you're like, for me to be humble is a corny way to be arrogant. Jesus Christ! Why? Why? Okay, but my biggest problem with this song. First part sounds alright, right? He's got, a, he's got a cute little flow. It's kind of quaint sounding. And then, we move in to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe what happened was he caught pneumonia or something when he was writing it and he couldn't hear anything and then he just didn't go back and fix it after. I think he might have gone full Beethoven during a period of the song. And then came back to it and be like, He fucking ripped some shit off. The thing about the song is it sounds alright. But the second, he goes through multiple phases in the song. Second phase Sounds like under pressure, er, under pressure era logic, or everybody dies. It sounds like the new the new Logic single that came out. Everybody dies. The his flow is amazing on that song, but he sounds like he just completely ripped off the instrumental from one of the under pressure songs, and it's a shitty rip off. Yeah, too, the, that was the sucks. first. That was the first feeling I got when I heard it was this is straight up a Logic song. Yeah, this is like <laughs> it's the chopped vocals and stuff like that. It's super airy. It's super like. It's spacious as hell, and it's like I don't I don't even know how to describe it. Under Pressure Era Logic was really really good. If you don't know Under Pressure Era Logic, I don't even know what to say to you. I don't want to speak to you ever again until you go back and listen to that because that's that's really good logic. And then we move on from there, and I'm like, okay, he's making another switch. Obviously, maybe this is this will be better. No, God, was I mistaken? God, was I mistaken? Because one of his he has self-proclaimed this, how one of his biggest influences is Kanye West, okay? I love Kanye West to death. Tyler here hates him, but that's okay. We agree to disagree, right? I don't hate him. I just think he's kind of a douche. He's a funny one, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking hilarious. Well, all right. I really appreciated his his work, and um, I love it. <laughs> Best single of the year. In I think anyway. that... I think that was probably the high point of his career. That's and probably the high point of hip-hop in general. Obviously. Everything before and after the song I Love It with Lil Pump is probably just not as good. No. No. Nothing adds up to it. Everything in that song just flows I would so rather, if the music video is involved, I would rather listen to I Love It for as long as this runtime of the album happens rather than listening to the entire album. I don't know how I Love It isn't a bigger meme than it is. I love How that. is it not? It's like, hilarious. Like, seriously. It's fucking hilarious. They're dressed up in Minecraft costumes, and it's just Kanye West going, scoop, and whoop, and whoop. <laughs> it's so funny. 
<laughs> but anyway, speaking of Kanye West, because where I was getting at with this is the second half of the song is ripped off of Ye. Ye is the latest um, album release that Kanye has done, and it sounds like it's it's super it's super duper. Um, how do I how do I put this? It's it's like you're taking a step into Kanye's home and you're having a person to person with him. Okay, it's a very personable album, and it's like he made he made the album that's like okay now you get to know me as a person. You know this is him pouring his heart out, and this song just sounds straight ripped off of that, or maybe even something off of Life of Pablo, which is his last album before that. And John Bellion, in his songwriting process, somehow manages to, manages to rip off two of the biggest artists in hip-hop simultaneously within six minutes. How do you fuck up that bad? I'm sorry, John. Like, you're... And the thing that pisses me off, too, is I'm not even kidding when he, like, he might as well have just pulled off pulled off some of the sounds off of both of those albums and p made it his own. Like, it's, he barely changed a thing. John Bynes on Visionary Music Group, right? Yeah. That's you the know, same Visionary, Visionary Music Group is what Logic assigned to as well. I really think that he, what I'm starting to think the more that I listen to the album, I think that maybe... He was coming up on his album deadline and he didn't have anything and he had to quickly scrape together what he had and put it out there and that's why there aren't enough songs and that's why everything wasn't produced well enough and all of that. I thought some of the production on this album was actually kind of good. Well, production isn't just how everything is mixed. It's also people who will go, John, that's a terrible, terrible idea. You shouldn't yeah. do that. And I think that's missing a lot on this album. Yeah, I think he's got too many people agreeing with him, honestly. Then we move on to Couples Retreat. Couples Retreat is just bad. You shouldn't listen to that song. It's straight up filler. It's we, corny. It's everything that we dislike about the album. There's, like, no redeeming qualities about it. And this... The thing that... I think my favorite part about the song is in the in the fucking middle of it, there's a Spanish dude that just fucking shouts, And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, let me get my dictionary out and translate that. <laughs> that specifically trans to is in is a fucking retard, but not as much as not as Can you can you say fucking album. Can you say it again? What are the Spanish no! lyrics? No! Whisper it to me. No. <laughs> fuck you. Wait, I'm curious. First of now. all, and second of all, fuck you. What song is that? It's uh Couples Retreat. But anyway, um, the next one's Cautionary Tales. I like the guitar on it. He has a lot of good guitar, but he just, he paints himself to be such a bigger person than he is. I, he seems a little full of himself. I don't like it at all. I hate the chorus. Yeah. The chorus is fuck. Hey, hey, the six, the seven. Yeah, yeah, the king, the legend. That's not a chorus. It's a dumbass hook. It really is. Um... It says, Toda la era con candera que todo va pagado. What does that mean? Toda la era con la pagada encantado. That's actually almost exactly what you said. All right, let's see what this means. I should be just, why don't just be like, Put your penis in it. so inappropriate. You're such a fucking hoe. Never mind. And the last one is Moss Joint. 
Um, what does it mean actually? I'm curious. The whole era with hip that everything is paid. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you got a hold what? of that one. You knocked that one right out of the park, John. <laughs> good, good one. Maybe you could have actually said the correct English. Dumbass. Jesus. Last thing is Ma's Joint. Ma's Joint is this very heartfelt, touching song, as we stated before, about his grandmother losing her mind and not recognizing him and him taking care of her, and I really like that. Except the instrumental is so boring. It is literally just some... Badly produced guitar, guitar chords that sound horrible. They Why? sound really... They, they're in the lower register of the guitar, so they resonate really, really awkwardly, which sucks. Why is this the last song on the album? I don't understand. It's I, not I, a, I, it's, I get it from a contextual standpoint. It's, it's, the, not, it's not a conclusion to anything. Though. No, it's, it is inconclusive completely. And the end, he goes... It's a, it's a, it's a, like an eight, nine-minute track or something like that. It's ridiculously long. And... He stops singing at, like, the two-minute mark, and then it's just this instrumental that goes in every single fucking which way, and you don't know which way it's going. Where's it gonna land? Where's the coin gonna drop? Is it a plane? Is it a bird? Is it Superman? Is it a fucking taquito flying through the sky? <laughs> what the fuck is it? Why? I don't understand. It just doesn't... It, you're right, it is inconclusive. It, like, even instrumentally, it's inconclusive because it's like, it doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't, wanna, doesn't know if it wants to be a fucking Aphex Twin song or if it wants to be a Daft Punk song or if it wants to be something out of a Hans Zimmer movie or if it wants to be fucking... Ah! Why? How can you come off of an album with an incredible finale like Hand of God? Hands of God was good. Where Hands he has an original song, but he concludes everything that's happened in the album so far and then go to this and be like yep i will put this at the end and it will be good <laughs> no john you know that this is not good this is not your best this is something you scraped together because your contract was coming up on the next album you needed to release and you weren't meeting your quota so you threw some stuff together with your pals and you're like yeah glory sound prep <laughs> this is gonna be sweet it's ass it's ass it's so bad <laughs> get your head out of the gutter Okay, we should move on to the outro. But anyway, that was what we didn't like about the album. Let's wrap it up, shall we? It's ass. It's pretty bad. Because no, 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 I have a problem with that. I'll sing something the first time, and I'll come the next day to cut it and hate that it doesn't sound the way I well, did. Well, we so won't play this for you, bro. We're, we're, we're going to delete to this before okay, you get here on Friday. Friday. All right, good. So I'll leave more. So it's one, one, two, three, four, in. Great. One, two. What if who What if who I hope to be was always me And the love I fought to feel was always free What if all the things I've done Just attempts at earning love Amalgamation of voices 
and That's whatever. Like everyone the way the way you that. did one of the ones I think Dexter had it on tape was uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if all the things I've done? Here we go. Oh, yeah. Not to be demo artisty, but when you did the vocal the other day, you kind of stretched out done and love. What if all the things I've done? Cool. A little slower, yeah. Should never went home. Should never went home. So annoying. Alright, boys, we've reached the end. This is it. Overall, what the would end you. Of what, fucking ass. what would you give the album? Wait, can we talk about. Can we talk about what we talked about? Because I want to say my rating for the last bit. Go for or, it. Okay. So, to sum it all up, John's voice is still amazing. That's one of the only uh, really consistent redeeming qualities of this album. Um, and some of the sounds on here are great. Uh, but he can never sonically make up his mind. Uh, he tries to be way too many things at once. He tries to stick his foot into hip hop. He tries to stick his fucking foot into pop. Then he tries to stick it into hip hop again. Then he tries to stick it into indie pop. Then he tries to stick it into indie rock. Then he tries to st skip it into fucking shouted uh, 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 SoundCloud trap, and it just doesn't work. You can't, you can't expect to be in all of those things and come together with a coherent album. You can't. It just doesn't work. And the f whole fucking, you're the headmaster of the school that you're taking everybody to, and it's going to be this great time. No, you're not fucking Dumbledore. You're fucking, you're fucking Dobby. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Your ass is going to get stabbed in episode six. <laughs> Dobby is a free elf. Dobby is free to make shit music by himself, and he can do whatever he fucking likes with it. Shank. <laughs> <laughs> Dobby Bellion. Dobby Bellion. Well. Anyway, that's that's what I have to say about it. I think my favorite parts of the album were parts of JT. Uh, there is not one song on here that I liked to the end. Like, liked through and through. Um, I like parts of JT. I liked uh, Let's Begin after the fucking ass first verse. Uh, I liked the second half of Stupid Deep, sort of. Um, <laughs> and I liked... A little bit of cautionary tales, like parts of it, and then the themes on Ma's joint, and that is literally it. I'm gonna go with Ditto. Um, letter grade. What would you give this? Letter grade. I'd I, give it a D minus. I'd give it like an F plus to D minus. Yeah. An F plus. F plus doesn't it's even not, exist. It's not an F. It has things that are good. F is just totally missed the boat. I well, he I still think he missed the boat. Missed the yeah. Boat. Yeah. yeah, but. He had, like, JT is fine. I'm not going to say it's good. It's fine. I think that Let's Begin is not by any standards good because the intro is atrocious, but it's fine. People can listen to it. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and give this album a try if you want. I mean, it's a pop record. Listen to JT and Let's Begin and just call it a day. throw the rest of it <laughs> in the bin. It's bad. Call it a day. I mean, number grade here? I'm thinking like a two to maybe a three. I'd give it like a three or four. Probably a three. Two out of ten songs is not good. <laughs> Two 
two out of ten songs is a two out of ten for me. Yeah. I don't it's a two two or three. But those maybe. songs don't even earn a point each. Yeah, they're I know. Bad. But then there are also bits and pieces of it on I guess. the record. This yeah. is the this is definitely the worst album we've reviewed yet. I mean we're only on episode five. Welcome back to Sound Artist, by the way. We're back and we're back in full swing. I'm sorry that we were off jerking ourselves off for the past like three months, but you know what? We're back. And we're gonna actually if you have any suggestions about albums that we're gonna do that, or that you want us to review, if you're even still out there, probably not. I'm sad now. Anyway, if you if you have any suggestions, then <clears throat> go right ahead. We'll take heed of your words. Um, and take head. Take head. <laughs> take heeded. Take heeded. Take hoded because <laughs> you're fucking. You're fu- you're in the y- fucking yoke boat instead of in the yeeted. If can we? Can we? Hold on. Little plug here at the end here, okay? Can we have uh, uh, an end to the debate of past tense of yeet? It is yeeted. It's yoded. It's yeeted. Yoded. Yoded does not make sense. It, it is yeeted. You don't say I thinked. You said I thought. Not very like extremely hopeful because we've been gone for a while. But you know what? If it happens, it happens, and I'll be great. Um, and also we were. Planning to start doing other things outside of the podcast for other people to come start doing, uh, such as live streams sometimes where we just dick around with people, um, or I don't know, other shit. I forget. I re- well, I think the do we have an idea of what the ne- don't give me that, don't give me that smile that Boy. is not correct. Hey. That is no, hey. no, Urban Dictionary, you can go fuck yourself on Urban Dictionary. There is no yeeted. There is only yote. Therefore, we are correct. Because if this isn't a word, it's an imaginary word. And this is a dictionary of imaginary words. Therefore, this is as good of a source as you're going to get. Yote is correct. So from now on, you will use yote and (laughs) you will like it. No, it is yeeted! It's yeeted! Yeeted just sounds funnier, man. Yeeted just like... Never mind. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, I think I... Do we have an idea of what we're going to review next time? We'll see you next time. I have an idea. Goodbye. (laughs) We love you all. Thank you for coming out. Ian Ian loves you enough for the two of us. Yeah. Shut... Oh, my God. You're such a prick. You're such a prick. Bye. Bye. A lot of people ask me on my Twitter and stuff, why isn't he bigger? Why I can't wait for him to blow up. I can't wait for him to blow up. I heard him on here. I heard him on here. It's only it's only a matter of time. To be honest, I like living my life. I like being able to play basketball. I like spending time with my family. I don't I don't mind being an average Joe. So I don't necessarily know if I want to be Justin Bieber getting his head ripped off in a mall. Um, I don't even think he necessarily chose that life. I don't... It gets taxing as an artist, if I could just speak honestly. Like, it's just taxing. It's... I don't want to... I don't want to show the world my life all the time. I don't want to owe the world a selfie or, you know, owe the world anything. I, I did this because I loved making music. I just love making music. That's just one of the things I like to do. I don't ever want to let it rule my life or consume me or get me to a point where I don't know who I am anymore. And 
I spend my whole life chasing something and look back and my niece has grown up and my sisters are older and everybody's kind of just, you know. We still love you, but we miss you, we miss you, we miss you. I don't want to be missed forever. I don't want to go on tour forever. I mean, that's just how I feel. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be putting out music and I'm not going to be moving my career forward, but the music just doesn't rule my life. So I, I do get torn between being the most fashionable, always making sure I'm on top of my Twitter and answering fans and doing things. It's like I don't necessarily want to do that forever. The music is, is important to me, and I love making it. And if I change the course of music and I'm the new guy on the block that's, that's killing the industry, that's fine, but it's not my God. It's not, it doesn't define me. My musical success does, doesn't define me at all. So I'm chilling. God's blessed me with immense talent. I understand that. And wonderful. If it takes me somewhere and it helps me make some money to provide and to bless other people, then and that's what I'm supposed to do. Awesome. But I'm not losing sleep about it. <laughs> I'm just not. Either way, God's in control. <laughs>